Welcome to Front Sight. Uh, this is uh, Pastor Ron, Dr. Ron, whatever. This is Ron. Um, welcome to Front Sight family. Hey, well, I want to just take a moment and just say thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Uh, you guys are so vital. We love the feedback that you're giving. Once again, a reminder, uh, Front Sight is out there to make men who are faithful, who are focused, and who are fearless. Mm. Now, those are the three points, you know, when you look through a, a, a rear sight aperture to the front sight post. Um, those are the three things um, that make up front sight. Man, welcome to summertime. Yeah. Right? And so here we are. So we are in the full swing uh, of summer. Man, I hate to say we're probably, for most families, winding and grinding down, sort of getting ready for school. Oh, yeah. Um, I think we're like right in the middle of July um, right now as we're talking about this. And so full-on fun and son and family. We are in a continued conversation over the next few podcasts of what does it mean to spend family time around the grill, mm. around the oven, around the dinner table, in the kitchen, on the back porch during this time of the summer. This is so, so important. Like mm. I really want you to capture these moments that are available to you right now that are more available to you during the summertime than they are school for obvious reasons. And so today, what we want to talk about in this episode is making memories. Yeah. And the majority of the memories my girls share with me are more about conversations that were unintentional than conversations mm -hmm. that were intentional. Yeah. Like we're riding the truck, we're in the car, we're in the table, and I'll, I'll have said something. And I didn't even know I was saying something. You know what I mean? Like I just mm. said something. And then I won't hear it like for, until four years later. One of my girls will say, I'll, I'll never forget when dad said this. And I'm like, when did I say that? Yeah. Just how important that is. All right, so let's continue this conversation where we left off on a previous episode of Dad's in the Kitchen, Chef Dad. On a previous episode, I left off with this, how to spend active time with your kids. Yeah. Like we're not active with them in sports. Like even if you're there, even if you're your son or daughter's coach, mm. you're still not all the way active with them. Yeah. No. You're, you're certainly not active with them in school. Even if you homeschool, um, you still have to say, like, I need you to go have, you know, your your quiet time, your your sitting time, your desk time. Um, like, still, the, the kitchen, the table, the back porch of mealtime is one of the greatest times of activity. And yet a lot of dads come home and they just don't sit around the dinner table. And so I want to I want to continue this conversation around this topic, how to have valuable, intentional, and unintentional conversations when you're grilling, when you're cooking, when you're baking, when you're sitting at the table. All right, I'm gonna give you some I'm gonna give you some hard truths right now. Uh, you guys not necessarily in the room, yeah, um, ready? I know you are, um, but as always, same same dudes in the room. Um, but those of you that are listening, I need you to be ready to to possibly receive some hard truth. Mm. Here's truth number one, and, and both of these truths we're going to build off of um, the entire podcast. Yeah. Okay, cool. Number one, growth is not automatic in you or your kids. Mm. Wow. It's not. Now, yes, physically they will naturally grow. That's not what I mean. 
I mean like spiritual growth, emotional growth, um, and all those other areas that are non-physical. Growing together. Growing together, that's a really good one. Yeah, family growth is not automatic. Believe it or not, communication is not automatic. It's no. really it's really not. Yeah. Um, the only thing that's automatic is sort of what we do unintentional that they pick up on. All right? And so growth is not automatic. Here's number two. Your kids, now listen here. I apologize. Please come back to front sight. Your kids are only young once. Yeah. But they can be immature forever. Preach. Whoa. And so can you. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. That hit hard. I want it to hit hard. Yeah. Let me say it one more time. Yeah. Your kids are only young once, but they can be immature forever. Dad, your job is to make um, men, godly men, out of the boys, godly girls out of the girls yeah. that God has given you. God, you're supposed to take them from being spiritually immature to spiritually mature, to yeah. emotionally immature. You, you follow what I'm saying. Now, listen, your kids are only young once. There's a window that God has been given you, that he's given to you, and we're going to show you one of the most valuable ways and times to be active with your kids in conversation that will make the greatest impact on their life. I'm going to give you 10 things, 10 things you should cook up. Um, in the kitchen of, of, of life, in the kitchen of your family. Here's number one, responsibility. Yeah. Man, the kitchen is one of the greatest active places to teach responsibility. Mm. Almost up there with like the garage or the yard. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the pleasure and the benefit. Didn't know it at the time. It was a pleasure and benefit. <laughs> but I had the pleasure and the benefit of working with my dad because he owned his own company. Yeah. Now, yeah, well, my dad got me out of bed on a Saturday at like 540, um, you know, to get up and yeah. go have breakfast and then go work. Did I like that? I absolutely hated it. I did. I hated it. But once I got out there and was working and then the older I got, uh, I became, I realized what he was trying to teach me. Here's my point. In the kitchen, it's a very easy place, believe it or not, it's a very easy place to teach responsibility. Yeah. Doing the dishes. Like what? Find a part for them to do in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Wiping down the countertops. Again, depending upon age appropriate, on the stove, on the grill, yep. maybe they're marinating, maybe they're salting, maybe they're peppering, yeah. right? Something you I, said last podcast that I liked was give them an opportunity, like even if it's something that they mess up on, they yeah. can still have that opportunity to pitch in. Yeah. And, and then there's in, something to talk about because <laughs> yes. they did it. They, they had a piece of it. They're yes. curious what you think about what they made. Like, yes. I, you know, I, I didn't mention this. I somewhat did, but like Raina would actually buy little a little bit of extra food. So mm. if it was mac and cheese, I mean, she would buy like another mm. box. Like back then, of course, we didn't eat the healthiest mac and cheese. So it was like a dollar nineteen a box or something. <laughs> I don't know. She would buy an extra box and she would say, all right, I'm going to do this one that will be for us. You do this one and see how well you do. Wow, like that's I forget, bold. Yeah, right. Like bite, like I do that. that. Like if you're if you're grilling hamburgers, make a tiny, tiny little, tiny little burger patty. Yeah, and just say make your own, and we'll grill it together. Gosh, I mean, what? There's not a whole lot of money that you're losing in a burger patty the size of your palm or smaller. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a that's a cheapest great investment. You know make. exactly. What that's exactly yeah. right. That's what I'm trying to say. Teach them responsible like you're teaching them how to care for things how to um, handle things the kitchen is not just a place where you eat it's not just somewhere where you get food out of the refrigerator you're missing it dads um, it's where life happens and you teach them all of these things here's number two 
believe it or not, in the kitchen, you cook up stewardship. Mm. Mm. Now, this is a hard one. Yeah. Because if you want to, you know, and my girls to some extent are still learning this today. <laughs> um, my dad used to say it this way when we'd go to a restaurant and I would order a bunch of food. Mm. Have you ever heard this? He would say, your eyes were bigger than your stomach. Yeah. yeah. You've heard that? Oh, yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. Meaning like, oh, I want this and I want that oh, and I, I want still that. use it today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then doesn't every dad probably throw in this line, like, there's starving kids in Africa. (laughs) Yeah. And there's food on your plate. That was my sister's. Really? Yes, bro. They would be like, Jordan, how could you do this? Or actually, my grandma's very frugal. And so I remember how many kids would be eating onions and garlic right now? They would be. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Throwback to last episode. If they knew about onions and garlic... I think they yeah. would probably be so happy. Yeah. I'm sorry. That but was... your grandma was frugal and she would just say, come on. Yeah, bro. We would just like, if we had extra food on our plate, we would not get off the counter until we finished our food. Oh, how I remember funny. That. I was a really picky eater when I was a kid. Yeah. And so there were many, many times, and this is kind of bad, but there was many times when I was a kid where I would literally sit at the table for hours and while everyone else was having a good time, I was like, I cannot eat this. I cannot. Yeah. Not giving in? I'm so glad yeah. they made me sit there, though, because like, I, I like trying new foods now. But, yeah. but bro, when I was a kid, yeah. it Would was you ever bad. hide it in a napkin or if you had a dog, like sneak it under the table? I did that one time. Rye would give it to the dogs. She <laughs> would. Oh, one, yeah, one time, I threw away my dinner and I was like, yeah, I finished it. And they look in the trash can, and there it is. And I even put the plate down. I even was like, I got this. They won't see it. And they looked and they saw it. They were like, Jordan, this is your food. You didn't finish it. (laughs) Eat it out of the trash can. No, they didn't say that. I'm just kidding. They didn't say that. Pull pull up a chair. That would be so bad. You're eating everything in the trash can now. (laughs) Good luck. Oh, man. I think we've all done that. I did that as a kid. I did that. So my mom and dad um, would give us vitamins. Uh, at the end of dinner, and there was one of them. It was called Liquid Lee, or it's like Shackley, Ooh. and it was all the vitamins in a liquid form. Mm. It tasted horrible, bro. I literally would find a way to like spit that out in my napkin, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. So I get it, but it's teaching them stewardship. Like you don't, you don't need to waste that much spice. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's you're able to teach them like balance. You're able to teach yeah. them like choice and responsibility. Here's a third one. These are conversations you have in the kitchen. So I get it. So a lot of guys are like, okay, Pastor Ron, I get it. Um, active time with my kids, but what do I talk about mm-hmm. in the kitchen? Pick a topic. One, responsibility. Two, stewardship. Here's a third one. Determination. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, when I first started to cook... Um, as a kid, like my mom was teaching me fried chicken recipes. I can remember this. I just kind of wanted to cut to the chase and be like, let's just throw it in the oven or throw it on this. But it was like, no, you got to take the time to read the instructions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to measure out the elements. I'm like, I don't want to do all that. I just get to the point where I can smell the fried chicken. I right? eat this thing. Right. Yeah. Well, it teaches them determination. Like you have to learn to to not not just start something, but how to how to watch it, how to follow through, how to finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All these are conversations you get to have with your kids. Like, look, I get it right now. This seems tedious. I get it right now. This seems frugal. Um, but and listen, until they're a certain age, it probably won't sink in. Um, right away. I'm just going to tell you this right now. 
it's probably not going to sink in for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just, Definitely didn't for me. Right. For none of us. Right. Yeah. Now I get it. It's probably not going to sink in for a while, but here's the deal. Um, you're planting a seed. Somebody said this when it comes to raising children. Raising children is like playing the stock market. Yeah. You're in it for the next 20 years. You're not in it for like an immediate return. Mm. If you get to see an immediate return, opt, take the encouragement, take mm-hmm. the blessing, and you will see immediate returns. Yeah. You do. But you're in it for when they're in their 20s and they come back and they yep. say, thank you for that. Yeah. Okay. That's the long haul. When they don't quit their first four jobs. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. That is... Oh, it's an mm. epidemic now. As, far, as soon as trial happens, there's got to be something easier. It's this. actually you know what? a trend. On, is it really? On TikTok. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like uh, soft quitting or something. I don't know, where you like quit what? a bunch of jobs and they're like, oh, yeah, you'll get the next job. And it's like, what? Wow. It's because the market is just so flooded. Like, there's so many jobs right now. No, it's because there's not enough people actively participating in the labor yeah, market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what well, I mean. Well, <laughs> I mean that, yes, and it is. They just don't know determination. I mean, so that's exactly. a really good point you just made to that, Rodney. Exactly. That is such a good point. They're yeah. Like, when the when the heat's turned up, like I don't, I'm not in it for this. I was just in it for the paycheck. I don't right. know how to stick to it. All right. So one of the reasons why I, I knew Jacob would be really good for Rayleigh when they were dating early was you'd worked at Chick Fil A how long? Like three years, three and a half years. Three and a half years, and he was so faithful. Like mm-hmm. he would even if like he and Rayleigh hadn't had time to go on a date, but he was like, I got to go to work. He went to work. Like he didn't skip out. Mm. Um, and so I got fired from my first job because my friends called up and said, you want to go squirrel hunting? I called in sick and I said, yeah. Like, <laughs> I literally got fired. I don't know if you've ever heard that story or not, but never heard that. the work workplace called my home. My dad answers. No. And they're like, hey, just checking on Ron. Heard he was <gasps> sick. My dad said, he ain't sick. Oh. And they're like, oh, we're sorry to hear that. And he's like, no, tell me the story. And they're like, well, he said he was sick. And he's like, nope, he's not. He goes, oh, bro, go, you have my permission, fire him. I'll take care of it when he gets home. No, <laughs> for real. Wow. They just didn't even I get talk home, to my you. Da- my they dad, my dad's dad? like, oh yeah. Oh, right. They, they didn't even talk to me. They talked to my dad because oh, they called home. Right. God. And so I come home. My dad's like, how was work? And of course I was oh, like, no. it was awesome. It was hard. You know, <laughs> it's like, I told him to fire you. And I was like, what does that mean? He's like, you're fired. No way. He said, so where were you? And I had to confess. Like, I called wow. in sick. My friends wanted to go squirrel hunting. I chose squirrel hunting. But so that's my point. Like, I'm, I am the living proof of my own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you're definitely giving what you've learned from, from actions. Boy, right now. I literally, it was Food Lion, a grocery store in North Carolina. Right? I've been there. Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah, yeah. probably Grilling been squirrels. to the one yeah. that you that you got fired from. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Probably were right. Um, yeah, <laughs> oh I was. A, I was God. a grocery bagger. Anyway, um, here's a th- here's the next conversation you have. You're cooking up potential. Mm. Believe it or not, so important. Yeah, believe it or not. Um, that's all right. So to Jordan's point earlier in other podcasts, Rodney said it. I think Jacob. We've all said it. It's that time in the kitchen when the stomach's being satisfied. When maybe the guard is down. Okay, so if if a, if as a dad, your kids in their room. You walk into the room and you're like, we got a dog. I mean, they tense up. But if you're in the kitchen and you're relaxed and you're feeding them some snacks, some appetizers, the guard's down. Like, they're relaxed. And they want to share. To Rodney's point, um, and in another podcast, kids sort of clam up. Um, maybe they don't want to come to the dinner table. Maybe they they're, they refuse to do this event or that event. Maybe they have a bad experience at the dinner table, too. Uh, well, you know, there's probably that, too. Yeah. 
Um, or you know what I just thought of now that you said that? What if they had a bad experience at like the cafeteria, mm. you know, or out in out on the playground, you know, snack time or something? Maybe they were bullied. I don't know. But that's a really good point there. Um, but it's in that moment you get to teach them the potential. Like everything about that moment is you may not be talking about grilling, baking, and cooking, but you're literally spending time um, talking to them about how God brings certain elements of the recipe of who they are. We call them spiritual gifts. We call them talents. We call them abilities. Um, Like I used to tell my girls all the time, again, Michael Phelps is a popular swimmer, obviously, when they were younger. And there were moments when I'm like, you have no idea how you could be Michael Phelps. Mm-hmm. But you're choosing to swim in a bathtub right now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like that's good. You had the potential to break out of this bathtub and and do such greater, bigger things. These are the conversations you have with them. You're teaching them potential. So we're talking about ten things you cook up in the kitchen. Why? Because growth is not automatic, Dad. You're gonna have to pull it out of them. Yeah. And if I'm I'm giving you these things to talk about, because literally you're asking me, well, what do I talk about around the dinner table? Right. Especially with potential, there's some, like, everybody else is telling them how much potential they don't have. So, oh, that's like, another good point. You, you're kind of in there because it's not automatic. The world is going to be telling them how bad they are. Right. Or even if they're not telling them how bad they are, they're going to be telling them their worth is in something else. No, that's a great point. So, okay, let's run with that one for just a minute. So even just saying two words in the kitchen, good job. Mm. Or even like when they make a meal and you just say like, that was really good. Mm. You did a great job. You did a great job. I mean, just how simple is that? That changes the whole mindset of a kid. And if they're like five years old, and again, depending upon age appropriate, for what you want them to do around us, a grill or, or you know things that are potentially harmful, but even just learning how to pour the right amount of salt mm-hmm. into a half teaspoon, like fine half teaspoon, yeah, pour the right amount, put that in here, mix it, just that, yeah, and you're like, good job, yes, just that's powerful, yeah. Mm-hmm. How and to us, how simple is that? We we do it so fast. We grab the half teaspoon. We don't even have to look and read. We can see it. We just scoop down the salt. But for them, they're learning for a five-year-old. They're learning how to pour just enough and then hold it steady. Right. And then pour it into the pot, the pan, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then just saying, man, that was awesome. Yeah. Don't use it as the opportunity to pick them apart either. Yeah. No, 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 no. You put too much salt. You're going to oh ruin the steak. Yeah. Now, yeah. that's how you get them to completely shut down. No, exactly right. Again, going back to you know, make a meal that you don't mind going bad, even if it's a part of a meal that goes bad. Yeah. So eat, what? Eat that part of the steak. Exactly. Yeah. If it's burnt bread, you know, shave off the burnt part and finish the yes. other part or whatever. I mean, even do something else. I mean, you know, to turn it turn it into a, a blessing. Like there, there are going to be times when you're at work, son, daughter. Yeah. And that that thing that that project you worked on, like. It, it may not be like the best thing. You may have felt like you bombed at school. You may have felt like you failed in this exercise or this experiment, whatever it may be, but that's okay. Yeah. Like just like cooking, it's not always going to turn out right. You're right. going to miss it by a few degrees. You, yeah. you may burn it here, there, add a little too much of this, not add enough of that. Just make the, your kid more important than your meal. Oh, yeah. Bro, straight up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. You know, Raina just said that recently. She was. She said... We have to start learning to choose people over policies. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know we can we can mm-hmm. get so focused on um, the policy says this A B C, 
We have to learn how to choose people. Great point. Make, make your child more important than the recipe. Here's number five, relationships. Yeah. Believe it or not, you're teaching your, your child how to have relationship, like collaboration. That's true. Input, feedback. Yeah. Um, like, okay, so I share with you how to do this. Well, they can't freak out. I pour too much. Maybe it's not the mom and dad that freak out. I pour too much salt. I'm done. I'm a loser. You know, right? Like mm-hmm. it's teaching your kids back to determination, but you're teaching them. Uh, here's a verse, Proverbs 27, 6. Faithful are mm. the wounds of a friend. Profuse or bad are the kisses this of an enemy. enemy. Yeah. Like you're teaching them. You're, you're in a safe environment to receive negative feedback as well as positive feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Like you're teaching your kids, it's okay if I correct you at this point. Yeah. It's okay if I help you at this point. Teaching them how to filter. Yeah. T- great. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's a good. great way to say it. Yeah. That's an excellent way to say it. Teach them how to filter that. Look, these are 10 things you're, you're having conversations about. Responsibility, stewardship, determination, potential, relationship. Here's another one. We said this, I think, all through this one, but work ethic. Yeah. I think you just mentioned it. So that's an actual term. What is it called? Soft quitting? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like when people are like, people are really uh, getting into like, oh man, work your wage. Like if you're not getting paid enough, then don't work very hard. Work your wage. Yeah. That's a big thing right now. And it's like, it's like if you're, if you're, if you feel like you're not getting treated right, just, just quit. And get wow. another job. Well, I know, I know what my next TikTok channel is going to be: how to not succeed in life. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's what everybody who's like a business owner says. <laughs> wow. I've seen so many of these TikToks that are like, "I just quit my job again for the third time," and then the business owner is like, "You're not working for me. Yeah, <laughs> like you're not working for a successful business." Then yeah. just, now we honestly. Um, are somewhat amazed by this, but there's a reason why I'm having to give this podcast because mm-hmm. there there's just a lot of dads, um, stepdads, whatever, that just are not taking the time to teach their kids. And so I do a lot of weddings. Mm. And at weddings, there's there's a lot of you know intimate time where the dad shares, I mean, the son, the, our, our daughter that's getting married that shares things. And these are the things they mention. They're mm-hmm. like, I'm glad you made me push through. I'm glad you taught me this. Yeah. I'm glad when I was lying in my bed and didn't want to get up, you kind of lovingly brought me out. Like, did I like it at the moment? No, I didn't. But you're giving them a work ethic. When the Bible mentions something about your character and what can happen or what how you can be blessed, you need to pay attention. The Bible is very smart, obviously, and it says this in Proverbs 12:1: Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is stupid. Love that version. <laughs> now, not every kid wakes up and says, I hope my dad disciplines me today. Yeah. No. They're not going to actively say that. But down deep inside, your kids really do want it because, okay, what I mean by that is God wired them to receive it. Yeah. God made them to need it. It's a part of who they are, but you have to extract it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what it means by knowing your child's bend knowing who they are. So dads, that is part of your role yeah. to give them a work ethic. Man, listen to Proverbs 13, 4. The soul of the sluggard craves mm. and gets nothing, while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. Like, share that verse with them. Mm-hmm. Like, like, literally say, like, if this is, if if you can choose two routes, son, daughter, you can choose to sort of work your wage, 
Mm. And this wage will get you this much in life, not mm. a whole mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. Or you can choose to work above your wage and then get promoted to that wage that you're working, and then you're going to be richly supplied, mm-hmm. yeah. not just with money, not just with things, but you're going to be richly like you're going to believe it or not, you're going to be you're going to be satisfied down deep inside. Mm-hmm. Okay, we, we represent the kingdom and yeah. everything we do. Oh, that's another great lesson. Now you're a Christian, yes. And the moment that somebody goes, "Oh, he's just like one of us," yeah, you, you've you, now yeah. you made a mistake. Oh my yes. gosh! And, yeah. and this is the opportunity right here, work ethic to set to yes. set us apart. Yep. You know, when I was a kid, they had what was called Royal Ambassadors. Did you? Oh, yeah. Me yeah. too. Now, I didn't really, I wasn't a big fan of the product uh, at that, that time, but you know what I liked about it? I liked being called an ambassador. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just now thought of that. So teach your kids that we, the Bible says we are ambassadors for Christ. What does that mean? All mm-hmm. right. So here's another thing you, you actually cook up out of the 10 here on number seven attitude. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Believe it or not, you. You teach your kids attitude. Now, how do kids wow. how do kids learn attitude? Observing. Mm. Oh, That's yeah. True. How do they, how do they learn attitude by observing? Example. Example. Mm-hmm. Live what you preach goes yeah. with six and seven pretty hard. What do they? Yeah, exactly. What do they say? Attitude is caught, not taught. taught. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's really is hard to teach. I mean, you can teach attitude, right? Like, yeah. specifically in sports, um, and it and it, and in school and in work. But in the kitchen is when you get to talk about what was experienced in sports. Like, did yeah. you notice the one kid that had a bad attitude? Yeah. Like, okay, there are times you teach it, but I'm telling you right now, dads, you still are one of the main teachers in your kid's life. I know they have friends. I know they laugh and I know they giggle and I know they listen and I know they pay attention, but still they they overwhelmingly listen to you, even if you don't think they are. Yeah. But you can talk about attitude. Um and here's number eight, honesty. Mm-hmm. Like believe it or not, you talk about honesty um in the kitchen. Um, you can talk about things like like this right now, like what's happening on social media. There are kids that are actually working their ways. Like you can mention those things. You can mention like what Rodney said. You're going to see kids that do this and see kids that don't do that. Like that's not a good ambassador. This is what a good ambassador looks like. And like, you want to try to be up to date to what they're oh, yes. taking too. Like you want to be like you want to be knowing about what kind of trends they're seeing at school or with yes. their friends or at soccer or whatever they're doing. So right. you can talk about them and be like, man, have you seen this? Like, right. do you do you know what's happening with this? Right. Like, this is like, this is kind of bad. And there, there's many reasons why, um, obviously, you and Jacob are on this podcast, but that's one of them. Yeah. That's one of them. Because you guys are here. Like, when you just said that, I'm like, what? I've never heard that term at all. Right? And you're not watching, but they just fist bumped each other, and it left me and Rodney sitting over here. Here, Rodney. Here, yeah. Read, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, fist- you're still the R to oh. my J. Oh, nah. wow. That's an old podcast. That's a reference right there. Oh, how funny. I love it. You know what? I'm going to make you mac and cheese. No way. <laughs> with chili. With, with chili. With chili. With garlic and onions? And garlic and onions oh, as dessert. I'm telling you, you got to try <laughs> that. Try that with, with uh, macaroni and cheese with the chili. Next yeah. Time. We're going to show you how sweet garlic and onions can be. Not just mm. flavorful. Sweet. We're going to make a dessert out of it. Thank you. Maybe not. <laughs> All right. Garlic and onion ice cream. So honestly, let's be honest. Garlic and onions as dessert probably doesn't taste well, speaking of honesty. All right. Here's the the ninth out of 10 that you you teach them generosity. Yeah. You teach them generosity. Like um, you you don't always have to eat first. Yeah. Um, You you know, 
like we still see it today and i i am this way even in the kitchen um all right, so let me back up. All right, so um, somebody's been providing breakfast for the worship team. Yeah. And, yeah. Right? And there was three times they did or something like that. I don't know. I love it when they do. It, yeah. And it's this spread mm-hmm. of, and they've, mm-hmm. they've started to dial in what we like. Mm-hmm. And I walk in and I, I can't really, I don't eat on Sunday. I have a protein shake at like 5 a.m. And I don't eat again typically until like lunch around 1.30 or 2. Yo. Yeah. Okay. But that food's there and I'm like, I got to try. I just can't eat. Like, I don't want to, you know, get yeah. caught, whatever. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah. can't eat when I'm speaking. But I walked in, and there was this massive plate of chocolate gluten-free brownies. Oh, was that what they were? Weren't they like, a, oh, Jacob, yeah, well, they were there. Yeah. I walked in, and I was like, um, I, uh, I don't. I don't want. I don't want to be selfish right now. But can somebody save those? Because I can't eat. Can just save me a few. <laughs> now. I am I am I am pretty much certain about what I'm about to say. There were a lot of people that were not honest <laughs> that did not have a good work ethic. Uh, that weren't good, weren't good stewards. There were people that straight up went to that kitchen that were not on the worship team. Ooh. I'm oh. praying for I'm praying for massive conviction this Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> because I and we know that. We know there are a lot of kiddos that during service will roam over there and they'll yeah, eat. And we're yeah, fine yeah, with yeah. that. Maybe they didn't have breakfast that morning. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I'm I'm really picking. But I came back from a plate that I saw 30 of those things, and there were two left. No, what? Wow. Well, they saved two for you. I don't know. Oh, I only ate one. Yeah. You know, but here's my point in that. Teach your kids that there, there may be times when what you're looking at on the, on the table, like it, like the mashed potatoes may run out Yeah. or if somebody's really hungry, like this is a time you can teach them to think others first or Mm. even make a meal for someone else. Oh, that's a good point. That is good. That's a perfect point. Yeah, that's a great point, Jacob. Raina does that all the time. She'll actually make extra and bring it in, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, wait, I didn't have that. But anyway, I think we know who the selfish one is in the family. It's Juan. <laughs> anyway, no, <laughs> Right? But you teach them generosity. Like Jacob just said, great point. Make a meal for somebody else. Deliver it for somebody else. Maybe they, maybe they don't get to go first in line, and, and yes, it's okay if they go last. And I know they're sitting there watching the, the mashed potatoes dwindle down. And that's it, something it's my okay. dad did. Really? My dad used to do that. He still does that all the time. Like he will be, he'll be the last person to get it, wow. like a plate. But I think he kind of likes it because then he kind of finishes everything off. Ah, <laughs> so Corey Largaspada mm, has strategy. He does have strategy. He thinks about it. He's he's sitting there watching. Yeah, yeah, I get it. It's it's yeah. so it's so interesting going through this list too. Just having done adventure camp. Oh, because you see children reenact oh, yeah. their fathers. All over the yeah, you do the grass, the parking lot, and the yes, building. you do. That yeah. is definitely true in every area from wreck to worship to craft. Yep, yep. You get to see where they are. So you're teaching them generosity. Here's number ten. Believe it or not, in the kitchen, you you you're teaching them dependence on God. Yeah. All right. So if you've never listened to Encourage Radio, it's a family podcast. Let me give you parenting in in just a few words. You want to take your children from being parent controlled to self-controlled, to God-controlled. Yeah. In a nutshell, that's parenting. Well, how you do that, how do you get them to be dependent upon God? Constant conversations where you're showing. Let me tell you some little things Raina has done, just small little things that you might think are are insignificant. When she opens up the refrigerator, she'll say little things like, I am so thankful there's ground beef on the shelves. Like just little things. She'll open up the freezer and she'll say, can you believe like we get to dig into a freezer and pull like 
God has provided that we've even been able to store food in a freezer and pull it out. Like she yeah. would say that as when our girls were little. Yeah. They're, they're not getting that concept if you, 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 at that age, but they are. Yeah. Like they're not going to come out at age five and go, yeah, mom, I was thinking about that last night. No, <laughs> they're not going to retort that immediately. Yeah. But it's little things like, thank God we have pots and pans. Yeah. Mm. Like some people don't, some people don't have that. Thank God we're able to get this out of the refrigerator. Thank God we are able to select this. Mm-hmm. Like some families right now are having to come to churches and grab a bag of food, but we just brought home 10 bags of food, whatever, yeah. right? Just yeah. acknowledging your blessings that you have. It, man, great way to summarize that. Acknowledge the blessings that you have, that God is the one that provided for them. Mm-hmm. Man, just a quick, quick, fast little um. A podcast on, and we we we're going to go more into these. Like I'm going to develop these over the next two to three. So this is part two, or maybe even one, if you will, of of making memories. You're gonna make the most memories, believe it or not, on the back porch, on the in the kitchen, around the grill, around the oven, more so than you would in sports because you're not really active with them, more so than you would doing their homework because you're trying to get to an objective. We have to finish this before tonight so you can turn it in tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, in the in your house, wherever you are, around the kitchen, believe it or not, these are 10 powerful lessons in life that are cooked up around the grill, around the oven, around the microwave, around the refrigerator, mm-hmm. at the dinner table. Yeah. I said this in the previous podcast. Dads, get down to the dinner table. Mm-hmm. Dads, get in there. If you say, Pastor Ron, I, I just can't cook. Like, like you're literally like, I burn water. Like, I get that. <laughs> like, right? I get that. Like, if you can't, go down and help. Yeah. Go down and set the table. Go down and clean. Like, but just be there. Mm-hmm. Like, just, just be there. Be present. Laugh. Joke. Talk. Talk it up as you cook it up, and trust me, what is being cooked up will be talked about yeah. years from now. Yeah, these are lessons that you you want placed in your children, and in the kitchen's the best way to do it. How to have family conversations, making memories. Man, what an awesome time you're going to have with with your kids. It, you're you're in, we're in the middle of summer. You're, they're going to be home more than ever for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner, and cherish it. Invite friends over, like splurge one weekend. And just go out and buy a ton of macaroni and cheese, a ton of mm. hot dogs, whatever. Just splurge. Go out and buy the go out and buy some ice cream and just have the kids over and say, let's do something together. Invite their friends over as well. Might cost you a little bit more money, but in the end, it will be the best return on investment you've ever spent money on uh, when you are in the kitchen with your family. Guys, we're praying for you. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of this. And we pray you're having a great summer. And right in the middle of it, get in the kitchen, cook it up, spend time with your family. Love you guys. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace. Yeah.